I know I should go to church, but sometimes I just don't want to go to church. Do you ever find yourself arguing back and forth? Maybe it's a Sunday morning or your church gets together on a midweek night and you just struggle. I don't really want to go tonight. Yet you believe there's an important aspect of church. Well, today on Walking in the Way, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about the importance of going to church and also the more important question, how do I want to go to church? Hi friends, thanks so much for joining us today on Walking in the Way. I'm Pastor Josh, and I'm so glad to share with you again just some truths from the Word of God to help us on our journey to know more about Christ. In our last episode, we talked about the reality of another how do I. Well, today we're going to talk about how do I want to go to church. Sometimes there's a struggle with that. A lot of people struggle going to church, and yet it's interesting to see what the Bible says about church. Well, what is church? Church is a house consecrated to the worship of God. And specifically, as Christians, sometimes we call it the Lord's house. Now, often it's just a building that we get together, but it's a special place where we meet with God collectively. Gallup measured a total of seven different reasons why those who attend a place of worship at least once a month say they go. So they pulled them and they said, okay, so why do you go? Three in four worshipers noted that sermons or talks that are either teach about scripture or help people connect religion to their own lives, those ones say that that's why they go. But there are some other reasons. The top reason is that sermons that teach about scripture. The next one, sermons that help connect religion to their own life. And then we see spiritual programs for children or teens. But maybe you find yourself without having a child or a teen. Again, focus on yourself. Some people then say, well, they go because of community outreach or volunteer opportunities. Dynamic religious leaders, social activities, or even choir or other spiritual music. But friend, the greatest reason we should go to church is God. In fact, Psalm 27 talks about five different reasons that we should go to church. We see really throughout Psalm 127, or Psalm 27, the sanctuary of peace. The house of God is a sanctuary of peace in the midst of turmoil. Now again, Psalms was written in the Old Testament specifically by Jews, for the Jews, and yet we're reminded of the truth of that today. God's house, the place where we meet with God as a church family, should be a sanctuary of peace. We go together so that we can, number two, see the Lord for who he is. Verse 4 talks about that. Behold the beauty of the Lord. It's an important part of our worship services as we gather as a church family to see God for who he is. But then another reason, verse 4 says, is that we seek after the Lord. Verse says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. So we see the importance of seeking after the Lord. Then verse or number 4, we see it is a solace from the world. I know that I have found that often the midweek service has been a refresher for me spiritually just to get together again with God's people. It's a solace, a comfort from different things going around me in the world. And it's a great place to hide together with God's people and be comforted by God's word. Then the fifth reason that we see from Psalm 27 of going to church is that sacrifices of joy, or it's an opportunity to worship. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. The church family gathering is a great opportunity for us to worship God, worship to adore and reverence the supreme being with supreme respect. What a great thing to do. 
these are great reasons to go. And maybe you know these reasons. Maybe you've got other reasons. You just love to go to church. But maybe there are times you struggle with the desire to go. You know you should. You know you should do these things. But you struggle with the desire to go to the house of the Lord. Well, Psalm 27, we're going to deal with three different areas, three different things you can know that will help you in your desire to want to go to church. But before we get into the word today, let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for this opportunity that we have to look into your word. Oh God, would you help us today as we tender our hearts to you, to hear your voice, to hear you challenge us from your word. And God, help us to always have that desire to go to church. And those times that we don't want to go, help us to go back to these truths so that we want to go to church, to worship you with our church family. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How do I want to go to church? Well, the first reason that we see really is in verses 1 through 6. The first thing, if if you're struggling with the desire of going to church, remember that you can know the nature of the Lord. If you know the nature of the Lord, it will help you to see him for who he is. It will help you to desire to go to church. The word nature means the essence or essential qualities or attributes of something. And specifically, we're talking of God here. And that's what we're reminded here in the first six verses. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You can know the nature of the Lord. Number one, we're reminded here in this passage that he is the protector. He's the protector. This psalm starts out with this phrase, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There are so many things in life that we fear, whether it's a pandemic or other health situation. Maybe it's financial situations, or maybe it's people around you that just seem to be opposed to you and against you. Really, David, as he wrote this psalm, was struggling through a lot of things, and yet he said, I can know the nature of the Lord. In fact, his great desire was to be in the house of the Lord, specifically at that point, in the tabernacle as they were before the temple. Of course, we know his son Solomon built the temple. But his desire was to know the nature of the Lord. And he remembered that God was the protector. He is the light and salvation. In fact, Psalm 45 talks again about who God is. Psalm 45 verse 1 says that God is a great God and that he is worthy of being trusted. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. God is a great God. In fact, verse 6 of Psalm 45 goes on and says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and 
ever. God is a powerful God. He is the great protector. He is the one who is almighty. Psalm 46, the next psalm talks about this and says, God is a refuge in strength, a very present help in trouble. Friend, I don't know what it is that you're battling through today. Maybe it is knowing the desire, knowing the nature of the Lord, that you're struggling to see different things in life. Maybe you're afraid of certain things even at church and relationships that you have to confront or that people are dealing and opposing to you. But remember that God is the protector. And when when we gather together as a church family, it is a great opportunity for us to know the nature of the Lord, be reminded of who He is. In our midweek services, we often take a little bit of time to study an attribute of God. And then in our Sunday morning worship service, we praise God for who He is, that attribute about Him. When we see God for who He is, we are encouraged and strengthened, and that causes our desires to know Him more and to be with His people. So you must know the nature of the Lord. Remember, He is the protector. But we also see, as we go back to Psalm 27, God is not just the protector. He is the exalter. Look what verse 5 says. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. So he protects, but then he exalts us. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Friend, you can know the nature of God, that he is an exalter. Don't seek for people to exalt you. Sometimes we have struggles in life because we're trying to find our own way of exaltation. Whether it's trying to get a pat on the back from someone else, oh, you did a good job. Or whether it's trying to show others how good we are, oh, look at what I did. And yet the reality is, even as we struggle in the midst of our emotions and with people and other things that are against us, difficulties in life, God is the one who wants to exalt you as you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. James talks about that in James chapter 4. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. He will exalt you in his time. Don't seek for people to exalt you. Again, one of those reasons we go to church is so that we can know the nature of the Lord. And maybe you're struggling with that whole desire to go to church. Remember, as you're going, you're going to know the nature of the Lord. Know him in a greater way than just sitting home. Again, you can study God's word and know who he is. In fact, you should each and every day. But there's something special about knowing the nature of the Lord, worshiping him, trusting in him together. We're reminded throughout this Psalm 27, the second reason that we can want to go to church, the second way to help us want to go to church, and that is by knowing the presence of the Lord. You can know the presence of the Lord. First, the first way we talked about was knowing the nature of the Lord, seeing God for who he is. Well, that then leads us into abiding in the presence of the Lord. And there's a lot of hymns that we sing at church about abiding with him. There's the old hymn, Abide With Me, and a number of them that remind us that we are there to abide in the presence of the Lord. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst, God says. Again, we can worship God, and if you know Jesus Christ as Savior, God's presence is with you everywhere you go. But there's something special about gathering together in the church, with the church family. Again, whether that's in a specific building or different places, but as a church family. Know the presence of the Lord. Verse 6 reminds us we can worship Him. 
David, he, he knew he walked with God. In fact, he was called a man after God's own heart. But there was something special he wanted, and he says that in verse 6. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Now in the Old Testament, they were to offer animal sacrifices, and there were different sacrifices they could offer. But one specifically that David mentions here is sacrifices of joy. He's singing praise to the Lord. God inhabits the praise of his people. And it's just incredible as we stop and we're reminded of the presence of God, that we can worship him. He is a great God. This word worship means to adore and reverence with supreme respect. In fact, in John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well. And she's arguing back and forth with them. Well, you say we should worship in Jerusalem. We say we should worship here. And yet Jesus says, they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. He's reminding that there isn't just one place for the presence of God. Only one place to worship. Now again, we see the importance of gathering together as a church family. I love that aspect of worshiping together as a church family through singing. I love that privilege of singing together with others. Praises to God. I love the opportunity to pray. Praise prayers specifically back to God for who he is and his attributes as we know the nature of the Lord. But you know the presence of God. There's something special as we gather together as a church family. Know the presence of the Lord by worshiping him, but also then by praying to him. Verse 7, David says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. We can know the presence of the Lord and that God does hear and answer prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So are you praying to God? His presence is real. Hebrews reminds us that we can go boldly into the throne of grace. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5-15 through 15 talks about praying to God and praying for God to hear you instead of others to see you. There is a special opportunity of publicly praying as a church family. I love that aspect, whether it's in the midweek service when we take some time and we have some different sections and sessions of prayer, or Sunday morning when we pray in different times with praise or asking God to work. But again, that should just be an overflow of your own prayer time with the Lord in your private time. How? Because you have the presence of the Lord. And when you walk with God and are experiencing the presence of the Lord, your desire is to be with him. That's what David said in verse 6. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle. It's a special opportunity to meet with God's people. So you can know the presence of the Lord and worship him by praying, worshiping him and, and praying to him and then seeking him. Verses 8 through 10, David talks about that. When thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. He's reminded that God doesn't forsake us. And if you know Jesus Christ as Savior, we're reminded in the New Testament again and again, where God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So seek him. 
You don't have to try to find him like you're playing hide and seek. But you have to seek to spend time with him and communicate. Isn't it so true that you can be with a friend or a loved one, maybe a spouse, and not really spend time with them? Maybe you're watching TV and you didn't really connect. You just you sat there together. And, you know, we can go to church and just kind of sit there. And some people who say, well, church is so boring. Well, are you seeking God when you go to church? Are you really experiencing the presence of the Lord there? It's not just to go for some duty, but it's to go and know the presence of the Lord, worshiping Him, praying to Him, and seeking Him. When the message, when the Word of God is opened up and you hear preaching, don't just listen and say, yep, that was good, but desire to seek God through that. Respond to Him. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. How is it that God wants to work in your heart when you go to church? Seek Him. Seek to know God. Don't come to church to seek approval of people, but to seek God. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes we're motivated because we don't want others to think bad of us. So we go to church. That's not a good way to go to church. It's not a good reason to go to church. And it's not even a good way to help us want to go to church. But when you desire to know the presence of the Lord even more, and to gather in the presence of the Lord with your church family. What a great opportunity. Know the presence of the Lord. And the last thing David talks about here in Psalm 27 is to know the way of the Lord. Verse 11, he says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. David, his desire is to know the way of the Lord. Know the way of the Lord. That God does direct us in life. There are times that God uses your church service to help direct you for that week. Again, God has a different life for each person. But there are some specific things I've heard time and again from people who said, Pastor, that was exactly what I needed today. Uh, I was struggling. I didn't really want to come. But wow, that was what I needed tonight to help me through this week. So for direction in life, for direction in life, Seek God and and go to church. It's a great opportunity. Again, encouragement through the protection, through the difficult storms you might be going through. But there are times that you'll, you'll grasp truth that God teaches you through that church service. Maybe it's just through some special music, so the congregation singing time, or maybe it is through the prayer time or the preaching time. But all these times that God wants to use to direct and strengthen you for the week ahead. So know the way of the Lord, not just his direction for life, but his protection for life as well. Verse 12, David says, Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. He's praying for protection from God. He's praying that God would protect him. Again, I, I, I love the church service opportunities that we have to get together as a church family and just to experience a reprieve from the difficulties of the world around us by worshiping God, knowing the presence of God, and really being reminded for this next week how to know the way of the Lord for that week. He does protect us, and he does give us strength for life. David says in verse 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God gives strength because he's seeing the goodness of the Lord. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So friend, do you ever struggle wanting to go to church? Here are some great reasons that you can help give that desire to go to church. 
Number one, you will know the nature of the Lord in a greater way as you go and gather with God's family. Number two, you will know the presence of the Lord in a great way, in an encouraging way as you gather together with other believers. And then number three, you will know the way of the Lord. That protection, yes, and that reprieve from the difficult situations of life, but then also the way of the Lord for the future, taking his strength to live for God. So why is it that you come to church? Have you stopped to evaluate that? Why is it that you're going to go to church? Stop to evaluate that. And if you just remember these three reasons, even before you go to church, it will help to make the church experience not just a dull and boring or out of some ritualistic obligation that you have, but it will make it a meaningful time as you meet with God. You'll know his nature in a greater way. You'll worship in the presence of the Lord, and you'll know the ways of the Lord for the coming days. Father, we're thankful for your love, thankful for this opportunity we have to get together, to meet in our local churches. Oh God, help us to know you in a greater way. Would you help us to see you for who you are? And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friend, I'm so glad that you took some time today to join me as we walk in the way of the Lord so that you and I can know God in a greater way. I look forward to hearing from you next time.